0: good morning welcome to the sycamore township workshop meeting it is Tuesday March seventeenth, 2020 the time is 9 a.m. Mr. Porter let the record show that all three trustees are accounted for Mr. Weedman is on the phone from Florida Vice Chairman Tom James and Chairman Jim LaBarbera are present we are streaming this meeting live for future reference it can be found on the first page of our website this meeting is being videotaped and will be available on our website, we discourage the public from attending. Uh, each of us in this room passed through a screening procedure. We're operating out of an abundance of caution to ensure the safety of our residents and our township staff. Uh, at this time, I'm going to make a motion to amend and shorten the workshop agenda from the draft version that has been published. Do we have a second?
1: Second. Discussion? Yeah, I would uh, just, uh, the staff has determined that there's just a few things we'd like you to consider this morning. One is approving the minutes, paying the bills, and approving one purchase order, and then moving into our discussion on the COVID-19 issue. And uh, the staff has determined that all the other items can be put off to a a, a later meeting.
0: Thank you. I make a motion to approve the march 3rd 2020 workshop meetings
2: wait hold on we have a motion pending as to abbreviating the agenda that we need oh to yeah draft. oh yeah
0: i'm sorry mr
2: Porter. mr james Aye.
0: mr la Barbara? Aye.
2: and for the record uh, under ohio law mr weedman's not able to vote <coughs> despite appearing by phone but let me ask mr weedman do you agree with the minutes as they are i do thank you
0: I make a motion to approve the March 5th trustee meeting minutes.
2: Second, and I'm sorry I got ahead of myself there asking minutes, didn't I? asking Hmm. Mr. Weaver. I do approve those still. Thank you. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. LaBarber.
0: Aye. And now that we can pay the bills and read the receipts and did did you do March 3rd? Yes, we did. Okay. Thank you. Physical officer. Rob Porter.
2: Yes, we have receipts of $42,491.84,
3: disbursements of $70,056.05. A complete listing of all receipts and disbursements is available in the office for your review.
0: Mr. Cullens, um, you have a purchase order for permanent... Uh, Wait, and uh,
1: before you... Uh, we also All the bills are electronically signed, as the last meeting. I do have five uh, manual checks from the CIC that we need two board members of the CIC to sign before you leave.
2: Okay. I move that we approve the bills. i okay. second that. Mr. James. Aye. Mr. i Aye. And let me ask again as courtesy, Mr. Weedman are you good with that? I am. Thank you.
4: now mr. Collins yes I have a blanket PO this is for permanent easements for the Cooper Mill sidewalk project Uh, if you remember I brought one to you that was for temporary easements and said I'd have another one Uh, we currently have our consultant out uh, who has done appraisals and is working on uh, getting these easements from the homeowners uh, so this just gets us ready, so that when they come through, uh, we have a PO in place for that, and it's for thirty-six thousand dollars.
2: I move that we approve the PO for thirty-six thousand dollars for the Cougar Mill Road easements,
0: and I'll second that.
2: Mr. James, aye. Mr. LaBarber. aye. And let me ask again, Mr. Weedman, are you good with that?
0: I'm good with it. Thank you. Sure. Okay, before I turn the floor over to our Administrator, Ray Warwick, and we discuss uh, COVID-19. Last Monday, I represented Sycamore Township on the Hamilton County District Advisory Council for Public Health. I I did ask if there was a health concern over the Verizon 5G cell towers that residents voiced concerns about at our last meeting. Jennifer Mm Rooney, the Assistant Hamilton County Health Commissioner, assured us there is no health concern we are in no danger. COVID-19 of course was discussed. Immediate risk to public uh, still considered low. At that time still in the risk mitigation phase. Now, this was eight days ago. Then 14-day isolation for those with travel profile. Ohio was monitoring more than 200 people at that time that had been or were under self-isolation. We are a member of uh, 8 County Preparedness Region for Emergency Planning and Exercising. They have a call bank set up that can be activated immediately. And if you have concerns, there are a number of websites. Uh, we have them all on the front page of our website. And there are links to those uh, available. Obviously, things have changed drastically and it it's a very fluid situation and information is evolving. Literally by the hour, and to lead our discussion this morning, uh, Administrator Ray Warwick.
1: Thank you. Uh, we've done several things already and been uh, in touch with other townships and other agencies. Um, first of uh, all, well, we have uh, contacted everyone who had the community room or a baseball field or a soccer field uh, reserved. Uh, and told them that we're suspending those activities through the first week of April. Mm -hmm. We'll decide uh, as this thing moves along if we need to extend that. So everybody has been uh, informed. People will not be charged, and any deposits that have been made will be returned. Um, I don't believe there was uh, any pushback on that. In fact, some of the folks even called us prior and said that they'd be canceling. Uh, due to the uh, COVID-19 situation. So all of that is uh, taken care of through the first uh, week of April um, The fire department's going to have some other things uh, to present, uh, but they they have uh, uh, Shut down uh, the fact that there can be no visitors to the fire station um, and I uh, uh, I'll turn it over to them in a minute and they can talk about the other things that they've done in preparation. Uh, We have uh, put in a virtual uh, network system so that employees can access their township computers from home. We are also working on instructions for everyone to be able to transfer the phones here in the township to personal cell phones. And we've got all of that set up uh, in case that we um, uh, are forced to work from home or if uh, somebody uh, uh, is uncomfortable coming in and wants to work from home. So we do have those things in place. Um, We talked about whether we should do a shutdown of this building and what the staff, where the staff is at as of yesterday, when we, yesterday afternoon when we met. We felt like we could keep this building open for for uh, the zoning kind of activities because we operate all of that behind glass. And then we also talked about how to protect ourselves from documents and plans that will be dropped off by not touching them for 48 hours and things of that nature. Uh, at this point, no one on staff has, uh, has informed me that uh, Uh, they would like to stay home or they thought the building should be shut down so I think that's a part of the uh, discussion that the board needs to have today. Um, Mr. Weedman suggested to us last night in an email that we consider a four-week shutdown so that's something I think we have to thrash out today. The other thing is the protocol if somebody gets sick we'll go ahead and and button that down but we kind of had to confront it yesterday anyway because uh, yesterday morning Skyler Miller called in and said that his wife was having symptoms that sounded like uh, the coronavirus and he wanted to come in and we told him he could not come in and he's been instructed to stay home until uh, it's determined uh, what is actually wrong with his wife Uh, he already has the technology to our, our, our uh, township files from home and uh, uh, I think he's also having uh, phone calls forwarded to him so he's able to operate from there uh, and like I just mentioned we have that technology available for all of our other uh, key peoples should we need to do it that way um, I think that, that covers it I think you've seen um, um, what uh, uh tory has uh forwarded to all of us about how the sheriff's department is operating on a on a different kind of protocol and i'll have him address that and i think you've seen various things from uh the fire chief and the assistant chief is all here also here this morning to talk about a general order that he put out last night and any other things that they're uh they're doing so if, Uh, Tori, if you could briefly just uh, recap uh, where the sheriff's department is.
5: Good morning, board. Good morning, everyone. Um, So basically, as of yesterday morning, uh, we initiated our sheriff's office phasing operation. Uh, That's part of our uh, policy. Uh, Phasing is rare. I've only experienced it twice in my career, Uh, but it's in response to catastrophes and major incidents and things like that. So we're currently under phase one internally for the sheriff's office. What that means is everyone within the sheriff's office not just patrol not just the people you work and interact with but everyone in the entire office is basically put on notice to be at the ready in in case things uh, uh, get progressively worse so everyone is uh, put on notice and um, just kind of getting in a a state of preparation externally what that means for the public is uh, part of our plan is to uh, implement a limited response procedure now we have other times and incidents where we we operate under a limited response for instance adverse weather conditions things like that Uh, but what we will do is we will kind of pick and choose what we're responding to Uh, that sounds a little abrupt sounds it's going to be inconvenient for some but under a limited response plan um, low priority runs um, minor incidents uh, crimes that involve nonviolent minor offenses uh, we will handle those on a limited basis and we'll be conducting a lot of our normal business by phone instead of a resident or someone calling us to respond to a location a business or a home our deputy will make contact with them via phone if a report is necessary we will still take reports as per normal uh, but we won't be physically responding to the location to deal with them face to face If we have a theft report or a criminal damaging report or something of that nature oftentimes you know the deputy would respond into the dwelling the business and take a report at a service counter or at a at a person's dining room table and we're going to eliminate that Uh, and let me stress that is all that is for very minor uh non-priority kind of reports or runs Um, we will direct the public to call us to report crimes of that of that uh, kind of nature uh, or we will direct them to respond to their nearest sheriff's facility to report um, uh, different incidents and crimes. Now, let me, let me also stress any crime that is in progress, any crime involving uh, violence, domestic dispute or domestic violence incident, assault, things of that nature, any crime involving a true emergency or any incident or crime that requires the immediate presence of a police officer, we will respond as per normal we will be there auto crashes if we have a crash with injuries if we have a crash with special circumstances like we have a maybe a utility pole that's been struck and we have wires down or we have vehicles that are disabled blocking the roadway blocking the thoroughfare or perhaps if we suspect that there's an impaired driver we will respond to those as per normal uh however if we have minor fender benders uh private property auto crashes maybe two vehicles bump into one another on the lot of the town center or a restaurant or business, we will advise those people again to call us or we'll call them or to go to a sheriff's facility to to report the auto crash. Um, In the state of Ohio regarding auto crashes, motorists have 72 hours. By law they have 72 hours to report something like that. So we'll strongly encourage them to exchange information, uh, take photos on their cell phones and things like that for their own records and purposes and then they can report it later. Uh, With squad runs, as you know, Chief, we get a lot of squad runs in this township. Uh, If it is a sick person or something that's fairly routine, we will not respond. We will log it with the dispatcher and advise them to have the fire department respond. If it's a true emergency, if we have somebody that's not breathing, if it's a drug overdose, a cardiac event, if there's an amputation or severe bleeding, arterial bleeding, we will respond accordingly as we always do. But in uh, you know, if we have a squad run with flu-like symptoms or just for a sick person, or maybe to one of our um, uh, retirement facilities for an assist back to bed, we're, we're simply not gonna enter the, bi- the, the business or the dwelling. And, uh, and uh, now the trump card to all that regarding um, squad runs is if the fire department gets on scene and they request a, a sheriff's deputy, we will absolutely be there. Uh, no problem but uh we're just limiting what we do we're changing how we do it and the number one goal right now for us is to keep our staff healthy and safe because let's face it if we're if we're sick we're we're of no good to you or the public we we're, we're of no good to anybody we have to be able to get there so that's what we're doing right now right now there's been no indication from the sheriff's administration as to if or when we might proceed to phase two um <clears throat> mainly phase two Again, what we do is very much internal. Uh, If we move to Phase 2, off days will be canceled. Casual leave will be canceled. If a deputy has a a pending vacation request and it's been pre-approved, that deputy will be allowed off, but anything in terms of an extra day off or a casual leave situation will be denied. Uh, We would all be placed or put on 12-hour shifts. All deputies would be working around the clock. We would activate the special deputy unit. We have 80-plus special deputies and they would be brought in to do things like direct traffic or or answer phones or transport prisoners or things like that uh, so if we get into phase two that's when it's all hands on deck uh, people from our detective bureau our uh, our narcotics unit uh, deputies assigned to those specialized units would come out and join patrol in our efforts so uh, but right now there's no indication or timeline on winter if we we'd move to that, that phase two so we ask the public to please be patient we are at your service, but the manner in which we communicate is gonna be quite different, especially for uh, very minor incidents. Um, side note, I've had interaction with three citizens this morning, uh, very positive interactions. Uh, people seem to be in decent uh, or, or good spirits. A lot of thanks from the public, a lot of well wishes. So I, I, I know it's early, but uh, you know, so far so good. Radio is pretty quiet over the past couple of days. People are just basically, I think, in their homes, hunkering down and doing what they got to do. So, all is well at the moment. Thanks. question I think you answered all of them. Thank you.
0: Thank
1: you. Tom, did you have any questions? I don't have any questions. Chief, you would give us a brief synopsis of where we're at today. Okay.
3: Um, Let me. Ray, you got this, didn't you? I did. The, um, the coronavirus is, a, right now, it is a growing animal. Um, more people are being affected daily. The situations are changing daily. So because of that, um, before I get into my request, I think, I know this meeting today was short notice on how to figure out what to do with it. I would recommend and suggest that any future meetings until uh, we um, we get things under control is to, is to totally bar the public from being able to attend these meetings and possibly even not having them ourselves if we can figure out a way to do this uh, remotely of all, of all, of all uh, cases. The reason I say that is because what concerns me now, there's always been a concern for uh, the 14 day trial period of where you could be a carrier before you start showing symptoms. Now there's three cases out there where the people have the coronavirus and had no symptoms. So the theory of the questions and checking your temperature is still not a guarantee that you're not a carrier. And it's still not a guarantee that you're not giving that you're not leaving germs here that somebody else is going to get that are going to get the symptoms. So that that's scary when you think that you got people out there that are running stealth mode and they're and they're germ carriers and they're and they're carrying this virus.
2: Chief, can I interrupt one second and ask a question? Um, it, first of all. It, some of us have been in discussion with Mr. Warwick about methods for implementing uh, electronic meetings going mm-hmm. forward. There, there are some complications in state law that are being worked out as to that. But we've got some, uh, some ideas in place already as to how to do that using a service such as Zoom or WebEx and so forth in our live video. But secondly, in our meetings recently, we've been putting things on the big screen. Uh, so the public can see what we're talking about, and I know Mr. Miller is the one who usually runs that. He's not here today, but just for the public's reference, you've handed us all a handout marked General Order Twenty Twenty One. I'll
3: bring that next.
2: Well, and, le- and let me just ask too: Will you be making this available on the website in some form? Um,
3: it will not. It will it's not be not. on the website. Okay. I... Um, if if somebody wants to see it, this is what what I handed out is a, a general order that goes. It's going out to our firefighters. Okay, and it, and it's it's in order to uh, um, give them leeway and a protocol on how to conduct themselves with EMS runs, and um, if we do have somebody affected with the virus, that that's what this SOP is for. Okay, which uh, I'll get into that now, as far as what in a in a short summary of what this SOG says, and it basically. Uh, Jerry and I have uh, done a lot of research, talked to a lot of other departments, um, and Jerry basically came in over the weekend and and created this uh, general order that um, he typed it up so we would have something for Monday morning to uh, disseminate out to our crews. And uh, we haven't gotten it out before now, because we were looked, we were talking with other departments, and we were trying to trying to come up with a game plan. We we went through a lot of discussion with our future medical director, that has been a great asset to us so far, with leading us down the right path on what to do medically, and and then we uh, did a lot of interviews with some hospital doctors, and we're we I mean, it, it, the the CDC and. Um, uh, some of the doctors that you see on television are, are giving you some some guidelines on how to do things, but the doctors in the emergency room uh, they, they see this all the time. You know they see this daily, the patients daily, and we need to con- we need to confide with what they're doing in the hospitals. For a perfect example, was Monday, Friday, and Monday, the area hospitals here barred all the v- visitors from the hospital. So no visitors are allowed in with any patients in a hospital. Well how does that affect us? It affects us because now that we take a patient to a hospital, can we take a family member with us? Which normally we do, in a lot of cases we do, and the answer is no. We're not allowed to bring a family member to the hospital with us unless the patient cannot provide their own history or they're on a near death scenario. Those are the only two exceptions, Mr. Weidman. Had a go, question. Ahead. go ahead, Tom. Go ahead. I assume that exempts minors, correct? I didn't hear you. He said he minors. He, he said, said children, does that include? you The, uh, the mi- pediatric and minors are allowed one one adult to go with them. Uh, as far as far as the uh, uh, who can be who can remain at the hospital, uh, pediatric and um, uh, childbirth. Are the only two exceptions or near death are the only exceptions that will allow one family member to be in the hospital with the patient other than that they don't want anybody so we have to we have to be vigilant on our end with that we don't bring a family member to the hospital and the hospital says we're you're not coming in you know now they're stuck outside the parking lot you know so um, so we have to. We, we had to deal with that. So we did put together this general order that uh, is uh, what what is basically doing is it's protecting and and putting minimal exposure to our guys to someone that has the virus. And as I spoke last week, the, the Hamlin County Comm Center is doing their questionnaire on the dispatch to determine whether or not it's a it's a coronavirus. Symptom type of person, um, and if it is, then the dispatcher will let our medic unit know that uh, this is the type of person that uh, the type of patient we're responding to. Saying that, what we've done is we provided, we provided gowns, we provide safety goggles, gloves, and um, um, the mask, the proper mask for for our firefighters to be able to safely be. In their pr- protective equipment to go in and and deal with this type of patient. And the other thing we've done is uh, this S O G basically says also that we um, we're, we're trying to limit the exposure to how many firefighters are going to a patient, and we're doing that by uh, leaving everybody that responds to the run staged outside and having one guy dress out and go in and deal with the patient. Our our goal. Is to have the patient walk out to the to the cot to where, where they're outside, out of the outside, in the outside air. Um, if that's not possible, then the rest of the crew has to gown up, then gear up, and, and go in and, and get the patient out. There's always an exceptions to the rules. Uh, we always run into, into, into problems. It's never textbook. And we got to anticipate, not textbook. Uh, for example, if we get somebody that's obese. One, one or two firefighters are not going to be able to handle something like that, so it takes a whole crew to do it. Uh, we, we can get older people that, are, that have not brought their symptoms out to the dispatch, and when you get them in the squad en route to the hospital, they're like, well, yeah, I do have a fever now, you know, this type of thing. And, and, and all of a sudden, whoa. <laughs> you know, they went from not being a symptomatic person to being a symptomatic person. So um, that, that stuff can happen, so we, we need to be prepared for it and anticipate it. So, uh, and then and then the uh, the general order also goes over the cleanup and that sort of thing. So, uh, saying that, I'm going to let Jerry talk just a minute on um, uh, what we're doing to as far as it, it, the operations, the station, and um, the staffing. How we're trying to deal with the staffing, if we get somebody uh, affected by this uh, that catches it, and so on. So I'll, let, I'll let jerry speak on uh, that. jerry jerry
0: cooper is our assistant uh fire chief
6: good morning everybody um first i let me elaborate on a couple of things the chief spoke about um you asked about the general order what that actually meant so when we create a general order what that is is that's basically a standard operating procedure or guidelines we call them that is immediate and often temporary until we either create an actual guideline that can be permanent. So when you hear him or any of us cross-referencing S.O.G. or general order, that that's what the general orders are. There's something that comes out in in a. Uh, a quick fashion that we can disseminate to people.
2: Um, Let me ask you this, if I could. Though, the purpose of my question was just we're trying to be very open with the public about what we're doing. There's nothing confidential in this, I, I assume, is there? There is
6: nothing confidential. Um, I'm hesitant to share some of the things that we do at this point in time with okay. the public because, as uh, Mr. Obarber mentioned, and it's become my phrase, it's very fluid. Um, it's literally changed. Things change by the hour. I came in yesterday morning and, and the area of Eastside Fire Chiefs, we, we all had an meet, emergency meeting basically to discuss some, some major issues with um, referring to this and things changed in my head that that I had to come back and edit some things. Okay, um, but
2: by presenting it to the trustees in a public meeting it becomes a public record so it, it is free to, to, if available. If somebody does want to see it,
6: they are free to look at it, Okay. Yes. Thanks. It's, there's nothing confidential, it's just nothing I want to put out there every day because it could be getting um, edited and somebody could carry the, I guess, uh, older information instead of having the new, if that makes sense. Right. Um, But yes, if somebody would like to look at it, they're more than free. Um, We did go off, most of this comes off the CDC recommendations for EMS care. Um, So a lot of this was literally copy and paste from the CDC and we threw in some specifics that, refer to our department operations. And as Chief said, we, I had some conversations, correspondence with our future medical director, um, which has been a great asset to us, even on the front (laughs) side of things before that's even done, which uh, has really helped us out a lot and some guidance with this. Um, The one thing I do wanna say referring to this is our, our protective equipment that the Chief had mentioned is gonna be more common. And we actually, as with society right now, we're, we have to change some of the operations out of the norm that we, we would do. Um, you may see one of our personnel come to the door wearing a mask, and most likely if you, um, if we're notified that you meet some of these criteria uh, for the COVID-19 uh, or if we think that okay i'm hearing cough or something on that we are going to stay six feet at least away from you if we can and we're am probably going to ask you to put a mask on yourself at that point we will quickly evaluate you try to get a temperature and then if you're ambulatory we will ask you to walk out to the cot or the ambulance if that's possible um this all goes boils down to us trying to limit our exposures. If we can keep it to one paramedic that's actually direct contact with that with that patient, um, that's our goal. Obviously, if there's assistance because of medical uh, treatment needs, everybody will wear their proper equipment and assist that in order to take care of the patient. Patient care comes first by all means. Um, when the resident or even the caregiver, so for any of of you guys that, that know people in nursing homes, or if they're looking at this or watching this, um, if you do call 911 and you do have some symptoms, or the dispatcher is likely going to ask you some questions, please answer them honestly um, and let them know that if you have those symptoms or not. That's important for us. As we are responding, we can prepare ourselves okay, I need to wear this and this before I even approach them. So that helps us out on the front side of things. But uh, don't be alarmed if we are wearing a mask or something, because it's it's here to protect us. We have a uh, a large portion of our patient base, I guess you can say, are individuals that probably fall into this critical category. If they're elderly. We have a, a large number of retirement centers. Um, our biggest goal with a lot of this is to protect those people.
2: Do you have all the equipment you need asked that in prior meetings and the chief thought you were good, but I know things are scarce now and being used up.
6: Uh, that depends on what equipment it is. Um, we are very limited on some resources on certain things. Um, we do have maybe a plan B we can go to on some of it. Um, the issue we're running to now is through going through our vendors is everything is pretty much on eternal back order, I guess you could probably say. Um
2: Is there anything you need the trustees to authorize i should ask the chief that too i guess
3: possibly but not right at the moment i i will let you know we we, when it comes to us with these ems supplies the ems supplies that jerry's talking about basically was sold out within three days so when the last the last meeting we when we talked we were the stock was there and within three days later it wasn't (laughs) because it just boom it went like that but saying that, uh, we are anticipating now uh, to, to order and restock on our normal EMS supplies that like surgical gloves, um, everything that we use, because of the, the, the fact that uh, this, this whole thing is going to trickle for months, even, even once they even <coughs> declare that the virus is gone and we're good to go when it comes to the medical supply field and so on and so forth you're still looking at 2 3 months later before things so they're recommending that we uh, sub- stock up at least 6 months in advance 6 months ahead of to- ahead of things well
2: if there is something you need from the trustees for rapid approval of something we can figure out some way to either meet in an emergency yeah. meeting work through Mr. Warwick on that or uh, I understand there are procedures for just doing it and approving it retroactively with certain PO measures, but we obviously want to protect the public and, well, and you guys. That.
3: Yeah, so. we, we, uh, absolutely. we're, we're definitely, uh, and, and we know that we got full support of our trustees. There's no question about that. Um, it, it's just that, that we don't have everything planned out because of how how it's going, uh, a lot of it is is uh, creeping up on us. A lot of it is things where you go online, order your stuff, and it's like out of stock for a long time. <laughs> it's like oh geez, oh well, here we go. So it's it's not uh, where I mean it's n- it's not something that we've got laid out as of yet, but we're, we're working on that. Um, the um, the the biggest concern that we have right now is if we do because I, I talked to. Uh, Mr. Weidman yesterday morning because he called me and asked me about it. But one, of the, one of the big concerns that we have right now is if if we're taking all the precautions to not have firefighters affected, but what if it does happen? Then we got problems because we're, we're, we're limited staffing. We're short-staffed now. Anytime that um, we have call-offs and that, we bring in overtime to fill those. But uh, if we start getting the guys to, up the overtime sick or their family members are sick just like Skyler. Skyler's not sick but his wife is so he can't be here. We have the same situation. Uh, if, if one of our firefighters' kids or parents or wife gets sick and they're in contact with them, they can't come to work either. So it, it's a big deal and, and it gets to the point where with the, the, with the units that we staff daily, if we lose one person off of those units and can't replace them we take that unit out of service so we could get to a point if we have firefighters affected that we would end up having to take fire units or EMS units out of service if we can't replace them with overtime people so it, it can be it can be critical until we get additional firemen into the into our system but that's not going to happen while this is going on so obviously we have to uh, to make it but just to just to let you know that we could be in a situation where that could happen that's why we've taken all these measures to to protect our guys to uh, to prevent any exposure okay i'm sorry i interrupted you well, with that question yeah.
6: that's, that's what we're here for so um, to expand on that with, with what the chief said about about us and our staffing and all that one big thing and it, it falls back onto this order and our precautions is um, as you guys well know um, he's he's communicated with you often how many times we are actually able to leave the hospital immediately and respond to another call. And we're able to try to, to maintain um, our resources that way with limited staffing. Uh, that's probably not gonna happen as often right now. Um, after they make a call, they're gonna have to decontaminate the equipment and the things that they used on that. That could take upwards from 15 minutes to a half an hour. So. All those times that we are usually able to return into service and be available for other calls, um, that's probably gonna decline for a while. Um, now, I do like to tell that this is, it's always moving, there's things changing. Protocols can change. Um, we are pretty much going off of the CDC on what they recommend, so that's why, that's what's in here for the most part. That could change. You know, now we're into the community spread issue of it you know, already some of the questions have changed. It's no, have you been abroad? Now it's, have you been in a group of people? Or where have you been? So things are things are moving fast. Um, I won't stay too long on this, but um, pretty much everything we're gonna do is, is written here, how we're gonna, I guess, respond or react to this situation as far as people with the symptoms. Um, so feel free to read through it. If you have questions, let us know. Um, I'm gonna move on so we don't take up too much more time. Another general order will be coming out hopefully today um, that will explain the restrictions or the reduction in services that the fire department's actually gonna, gonna provide right now during this. Um, a few of those things, I'm sorry I don't have it written. My last two days have been very busy with, with getting all this together. Um, we will no longer be doing inspections, um, unless there's a hazard involved or a request to check something because of a hazard. Um, Doug Morath will be doing the only inspe- inspections that he will do if it's a county inspection in order to keep a, a construction or something moving or a final, so a business, the business needs open. But those are very low interaction with public. Usually it's with another public official. Um, Other than that, any routine inspections or fire safety inspections have been suspended. Um, And I'll have a more uh, detailed list that I will post on our Facebook page, and then possibly uh, send them over to you to put on the Township page also. As far as services goes, we're going to suspend our car seat installation program. Um, No public education or station visits, anything like that um, is going to be suspended. Uh, like I said this is a short list. Um, our fire stations are closed to the public. Um, I handed out a a fire basically a sign that we're going to put on each firehouse at the front doors stating the fact we're only going to allow emergency personnel essential township employees or essential vendors if we need to meet with somebody briefly to order supplies or do something um, be allowed inside our fire stations, and the reason for this is to protect our emergency responders, which in turn protects our citizens and our at risk uh, patients in the future. So, um, if you do see a sign, I did say if they need to call 911, it's on there, and I put the address of each firehouse. So, if they use their mobile phone, they can give the address of where they're located. Um, I know it's an inconvenience, but we're all, this is unprecedented for, for all of us and everything. So we're taking those steps to try to keep everyone safe.
3: Oh, the last, the last thing we want is to all these precautions that we're doing on going out and taking care of patients and have somebody walk in the firehouse and infect our guys because they directions right. direction somewhere. You know,
2: so. Would you guys, if, if you yeah. haven't already, email Mr. Okay. Weidman a copy of this general order you've provided to you us? You did, I thank you. Actually, okay. I actually already have a copy of it. Okay, good
6: yeah and these things are gonna change I mean I can put the new one out today that says here's what we're doing and it's gonna have additional things you know how we're gonna disinfect the fire station every day and things may expand you know depending on where things go because we don't know um, I will say after yesterday's quick meeting we we do have an invaluable resource with our Eastern fire chiefs group that we all share ideas and, and things that we're trying to do that help us all kind of create these things that work for everybody. So uh, let, let me
2: ask you this, um, with the situation currently with everyone hunkering down essentially, businesses down, restaurants are closed, I, I'm sure business, business quote unquote for you is going to be stepping up rapidly soon, but have you actually seen a downturn in runs
3: the last few months? No, days? Believe, believe it or not, when we have, this, this kind of does the same as holidays when we have um businesses closed we get more home runs we get more runs to homes than we do to the business we, we always get the nursing home runs those are a given but we are our, our, our runs to residents pick up when when the businesses are closed uh believe it or not more fires occur when more people are home mm. than when they're not um we, we we experience that on holidays when when a lot of stores are closed our runs will pick up to people's homes more than anything so it could drop a little but uh i think our residential side is going to pick up because mm-hmm. people are home doing dumb things and yeah. you know uh or get sick or whatever but uh but it, it happens and uh, uh, and then of course the nursing homes the highways things like that are pretty they pretty much stay the same mm-hmm. I, I was going to offer a
2: suggestion. If if there are idle times where you guys are sitting around with nothing to do, and I doubt that happens very often, but you mentioned suspending public education. The township has its own YouTube page now as well. If any of the firefighters wanted to spend some time making educational videos, it could be helpful to the public during this time about you know how to sanitize things and so on. I know those are out there from other sources too, yeah, but yeah. That, that might be useful. Yeah,
3: no, no question about it.
2: But don't let it distract from your
5: regular duties of
2: course no, no,
3: no, that's well, and
6: we feel for a lot of you know, our elderly residents or um, seniors at the retirement centers I know they're not allowed to have visitors so normally in situations like that a lot of us would want to try to do something to but we can't there's nothing we, we can't go visit we can't stop in and say hi so we're all kind of on our own islands and uh and uh, I think it's just safer for everybody and we're taking every precaution to keep everybody safe it's it's literally a safety issue mm-hmm. so um, but if you do get any calls reference anything the only thing we're gonna do that's not emergent service really is a smoke detector either a battery change because that puts in a whole other safe life safety factor on top of everything else what I would ask if, if you're an able-bodied resident and you're able to change the battery in your smoke detector, please do so. Um, if you're not, we don't want anybody to get hurt trying to climb on a chair or a ladder. We will come out and, and make sure your smoke detector is in operation, but that's about it. After that, we're, we're, we're just kind of containing ourselves to within. So uh, Ever-changing though. Could change next week, could change by the afternoon. So that's kind of where we are
3: good thanks Jerry thank you appreciate it Um, the only the only other thing I have that's a concern of mine and I believe it might be a resolution that's out there is that we consider suspending all uh, random drug testing until this thing goes up I don't particularly want to send my firemen to the uh, urgent care and sit with all the sick people just to get a, a drug test done
2: does that require
3: action from us or is they that an individual person? I, I, Tom, Tom might know. Uh, Mr. Wilson knows is that a collective bargaining agreement? agreement something I don't is think, it, no, yeah. it's not in that, but it, I didn't know if it might be. A, it's a township-wide uh, uh, procedure that's done, so I don't know if that was done off a of resolution originally or how that was done, but uh, that, that would be something that I guess you'd have to vote on. Well, it is in it's, the it's handbook also. Is it?
2: Okay. Um, Ray, do you have a recommendation as to that? I don't have the handbook in front of us. I'm happy to move to suspend it during the duration of the public health emergency. uh, Yeah, I I think you can do that. All right. I I move we suspend any drug testing requirements for township employees during the duration of the public health emergency or for a period not to exceed 18 months, whichever is shorter.
3: Okay. Appreciate Um, it. Thank
2: you. Can I just... I think maybe you want to make sure that it's the random, random. drug testing. Yes. If there's some yes. point with cause, it yeah. should be. Sure, R- yes, random. random, right. That we, yeah. Yeah. All right, yes. I, I'll amend the motion that way. Thank you, yes.
0: Second.
3: Thank you.
2: Mr. James? Hey, let, let me ask first. Mr. Weedman. do you have any comments about that? I, I said either the duration of the emergency or 18 months, whichever is shorter. I think we should put a time limit. is shorter, say? Okay, yeah, I'm okay with that. Okay. Um, then I. Mr. LaBarber,
0: hi.
3: Okay, I think. Yeah, are good. Go ahead. Go ahead. Support of all the trustees and the administrator for allowing us to do what we have to do it wouldn't be it wouldn't be functional if we didn't have that
2: we appreciate all you guys and what all the firefighters do certainly yes so.
1: I believe that's all I have Right. I think what's left for us to discuss is what we want to do with the administrative staff and uh, the other two inspectors we have um, some about this as I mentioned earlier and uh, we felt we could operate. I think uh, Tracy's had some discussions about what the other two inspectors may want to do or not do, uh, but I think we need some guidance on uh, how you want us to operate.
2: Here's here's my suggestion. We we as the trustees are the the ultimate bosses in the township, but you are the head of the township administration and my thought is we should give you the discretion to make these calls as to what to do with the building, with the staff, with remote working, and, and so forth, um, and, and enable you at the discretion to do that as the chief executive officer of the township. Um, do you have thoughts as to that, or do the other trustees have thoughts as I to mean, that?
0: I, I would defer to Ray on this. I was here yesterday for a couple of hours, and uh, Ray knows the staff better, and he's in constant contact with them. And uh, I believe you make like that decision.
2: Tom, Mr. Weidman, do you have any comments on that?
7: Uh, yeah, I, I, um, I had expressed my opinion as it relates to uh, uh, as it relates to closing down all of our public buildings, and um, I, I think it, uh, as trustees, is incumbent upon us to set the barriers to protect the health and safety of our staff and the residents as well. Um, uh, for us to uh, for us to have the administration building open and to have um, uh, somebody come in to drop off plans and on the way through they stop to go to the bathroom and they use the public restroom and one of the employees uses the restroom following them and that same employee brings dinner to his immune deficient parent or grandmother and next thing you know we spread this and, and so for us to be able in this electronic age where we can communicate by phone we can communicate by internet for us to have the uh for us to have the building open open doesn't seem to be a good judgment in my opinion. Um, You know, I noticed that the last workshop, when we sat there, there were three people that came in during our, because where I sit, I can see who comes through the front door uh, and to the window, and I I saw three different people come in uh, with questions during that period, uh, just just during the period of our workshop. And so, I'm, I, I want to be on record to to say that uh, i'm opposed to keeping the any of our public buildings open i think we can commu- i think we have the ability to communicate with our residents in uh, alternate ways and um, i think this helps better to protect the health and the safety of our staff
2: and our residents here's a thought what if we were to close the building to public access subject to appointments um, where, if someone did have a zoning concern, they could make an appointment to transmit the documents or materials, and perhaps do it electronically anyway, and obviate the need to be here. But, but not allow random public traffic in here during the health emergency. Uh, Mr. Warwick do you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, we can
1: certainly restrict the lobby or keep the door uh, closed and have signs that tells folks what to do, um, and then that that. Uh, would eliminate the possibility of somebody using a restroom or something like that Um, I I certainly think we can operate that way Um, uh, and under that condition uh, would be my uh, feeling that uh, it'd be perfectly okay for the staff to report here that's what we wanted to do because uh, in our office space we're all more than six feet apart and then, like I say, if we do have the uh, ability to, to do it remotely, but I think we sh- we can operate and and uh, restrict the lobby.
2: Let me ask. Sorry, if I may, at the risk of asking you, with the boss in the room, Beth, do you have any concerns about working here in the building currently? And, and please be honest if you do.
1: Um, not currently. I do think. It- um
6: limiting access to the restrooms would probably make me more comfortable to the public and
2: okay tracy you're next door typically but concerns i I don't really have any
4: concerns i do think the building should be closed i mean being around here a lot of
2: times you'll see a lot
4: of people walk in they go straight to the restroom that may be the only thing they're doing they really don't have business here we have people that walk down the street they'll come in they'll go to the restroom they leave Uh, so i do think we should limit uh I, I like the idea of doing it by appointment uh I, th- I think we should uh limit the public from just walking in the building though
2: I, I think that makes sense kevin do you have any thoughts about that you're not on a microphone so talk really loudly please <laughs> um it
3: doesn't, i'm out and about all day long so but i don't have a lot of contact with the you know when i'm going out doing my inspections i really don't have a lot of contact with people So a lot of times i'm in
5: my own little world <laughs> So really I don't have any concerns really too much um, for myself when I'm out there um, but inside the building I, I kind of agree with Beth I
6: you know with the restrooms and yeah is that sort
2: I think um, that certainly makes sense yes
6: yeah.
0: yeah that makes sense with the restrooms you're right about that Yeah. so by appointment I, I know the concern before was there was a little concern because uh, zone operates through a glass window. a glass window where they hand things back and forth but uh yeah that, that makes sense then kevin and, when you're
2: going out are you still going out still interacting with people when you're making zoning inspections or are you keeping distance um
3: uh, yesterday i did um have a little bit of interaction with uh, a resident and but uh i did keep my distance from them you know kind of step back from them and uh, but other than that i really don't have a lot of contact with with residents at all when i go out and do uh, a lot of times it's through the phone Just phone contact back and forth with, with residents a lot of times
2: Okay, I, I, I would move then that uh... we as the board of trustees give the administrator discretion to make decisions as to the continued operation within the building uh... of services as opposed to people working from home but that we do restrict access to this building by the public uh, except on an appointment only basis for the next thirty days and then we revisit that at our next meeting as to how that's working
0: and okay, no, I'll, I'll second that
2: mr Weedman did you have any other thoughts as to that beyond what you said earlier uh... no i don't okay.
0: uh... mr james
1: aye. mr la Barbara? aye. i don't think i have anything further
0: Okay. A motion uh, for
1: uh, uh, to Mr. Wheaton, Mr. Ray. Yeah. Ray, I um,
7: uh, I have asked you to uh, to review our uh, our employees and try to determine. A number of them have extenuating circumstances with childcare. Now that the schools have been closed, and I wanted to find identify uh, how many people we had in that situation where we help, we might help mitigate some of the childcare challenges they have, either by uh, flex hours. Or if they have the ability to work at home, obviously Tracy's crew can't work from home, but um, perhaps
1: we could provide them with flex hours in an effort to uh, to mitigate some of those uh, child care challenges. Yeah, we, I'll, we'll go ahead and uh, review all our employees and see who might have that need, certainly.
2: That makes sense to me, too. Do we need a vote on that, or do you have discretion as to that already?
1: We can flex people's time Okay, I mean, there's not. Okay.
2: Um, anything else? Uh, well a few thoughts, you, you mentioned our public buildings outside of this one the uh, Schuler Center, the parks and so forth are shut down through April 1st our next scheduled meeting isn't until right around then anyway which butts up very close to making decisions as to that you, you've got discretion there anyway That don't you so you don't need us to act if you need yes. to extend that
1: yes uh, and we will inform you but we're just going to kind of watch and see over the next couple of weeks uh, what's happening uh, and then we can make the decision to push that out farther. We'll just make, we really don't have that much on the schedule, and uh, some of the even baseball uh, teams are kind of abandoning their full season. So I don't think it's a big deal for us to go ahead and, and work that out in the calendar. The only um, exception would be what, April 4th. Is that the first shred day? 18th. 18th. What's the day? April
4: 4th is uh, chipping and then the following weekend is a trash bash.
1: Yeah. Uh, so I'll
4: ask my crew about how they feel about that because we've got a very busy month yeah. coming up. We've got two trash bash events. We've got chipping we've got document destruction and then we have chipping again. So we have six weekends in a row where we're going to have direct contact with the public. Now we we do check IDs. We can tell them to stay in their cars, uh, or we can just postpone. I mean, there is, especially trash bash, that's a lot of interaction with the public right there.
0: What do you want to do? What, what, if you have a, we say we leave it up to you right now, what, what's your decision on that?
4: Some of them I think we go on. I'm a little worried about trash bash, to tell you the truth. I think we have too much. Direct contact with public—you have no idea uh, who's who's in there. I mean, we know they're citizens, but we don't know, you know, unless we're going to have somebody there questioning them, taking their temperature, and like Chief said, that doesn't necessarily mean it's safe. Uh, You know, we would hate to to do away with it, but I think if we postponed it, uh, maybe till June or later, or at least give a a possible date and, and look at how it's going in June. Well, no, anyway, I know this the, is going to be around for months. I believe. Yeah, I, and I
0: know the newsletter is going out. We couldn't change it. Uh, there was a time limit on that, so that says that this is what we're doing this date. But uh, let's use common sense. Let's let's postpone that. Let's put that off. Uh, yeah, at, first
4: it, I, at first, I didn't feel bad about it, but with the way uh, this thing's changing every day, I, I don't think we should put our employees to
1: any greater <coughs> risk than we have to. And but should, we, should we move up? all, we have the two trash things, we have a, a shred day. We have a mulch giveaway. A mulch giveaway. Should we probably postpone all those until further notice?
4: I Can think I? it's probably a good idea Okay. until mm-hmm. we see what's going on.
0: Yeah, why don't we do that and also um, two weeks from now is April. We're, we're a couple of weeks away from April. Why don't we at least make that 30 days, uh, Ray, where we shut down shelters, ball fields, For thirty days on that, from right now, does that make sense?
2: Mm -hmm. Now, the the parks themselves aren't necessarily closed off at this point. Of course, we're talking buildings. Uh, Let me ask. I know you're involved in an Easter egg hunt that's planned for early in April. It's canceled. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We. I, I don't know that we. I, I guess we do have the authority if we needed to restrict people being out and about in the parks at some point. I don't think that's wise. On the other hand, being outdoors, people can easily maintain separation. I think it's good to encourage people to be there as long as they stay six feet apart or, or whatever is necessary. So
4: what, what we've talked about is not closing the parks. You know, if somebody wants to come to the park, they want to walk the path, or they want a couple of guys to come out and have a practice or a ball game. That's fine, but anything that we've got scheduled mm-hmm. is canceled. Practices, games, no organized functions that, that would have a perpet
3: are being allowed. Okay. I think it, I think it's a good idea because even if this virus starts winding down, the last thing we want to do is recycle it. And it kicks back up because everybody's starting to commune again and, and all it takes is somebody to pass it on to somebody else and then you're back to square one again. And, and until it starts getting humid enough and hot enough out to kill it on its own you know with the weather uh... you're, you're talking a couple months mm-hmm.
2: another question as to that if we're, we have the shelters there at the park which are open air essentially um, we're not taking reservations for that. Are we actually shutting them down because that's kind of hard to do anyway? And if not, are we doing any additional cleaning or sanitization of there? I doubt anyone's using it yet, but as we're getting into spring, people may actually go there and use the picnic tables and touch them. And mm-hmm. I don't know what sort of cleaning we do with it being outdoors. I would hope anything on there is killed by by sunlight and exposure, but. Things could linger for a while. Just something to think about, anyway, yes, with our parks.
4: We have not done anything yet. Obviously, they're not using them yet. but mm. That's a good point. That and bathrooms that's, that's there too. The bathrooms are locked down. We're not opening them. Oh, okay.
3: Tracy, yeah. you really, you really should get uh, encapsulated suit, a, a, a Tyvek. Uh, I'll, I'll get you some information on it. But okay. We really should get your guys a Tyvek suit and the gloves when they go in and do those bathrooms until this goes because that I mean you're going into a small space they touched multiple things inside the bathroom you know basically and you guys are in there trying to clean it um, they really need to be protected
4: yes so when we are opening the bathrooms we're going to leave them locked as long as we're keeping the events canceled
2: also are they clearly locked labeled them? on the door as closed if not we They're probably not gonna... yet
4: because they haven't even been open for the season okay it's still you know winterized cleaning the doorknobs
2: would be a good thing to add to the regimen though even if they're locked <laughs> so, water fountains things like that too if, the, if there are those there that are there active are. okay um I, I had that question and tom did you have any comments about any of that by the way uh not about that okay um let me see just i, w- I did want to mention something about um uh, our our April meetings, in, in light of the public health emergency, we don't really know how how uh,
7: uh, how much more difficult this is going to become. And um, I know it was suggested by the chief that we uh, uh, perhaps try to put our make, make create our uh, uh, an electronic uh, meeting for the month of April, and. Um, I just wanted to uh, say if we do that, then we probably need to pass some kind of resolution, first of all, that uh, that enables, uh, uh, allows uh, Ray the latitude to pay bills, uh, which we currently I think have at $2,500 as a threshold. So we would have to do something like that if we were to do that. And I think uh, Ray might be able to address this as it relates to um, as it relates to, I think he was checking in on how we might be able to do that electronically. And for all we know, with the the emergency we're currently in, it may only get worse. And uh, there may be changes to the law that will allow us to uh, uh, have electronic meetings and vote. But in the meantime, um, we won't be able to do that if we have an electronic meeting. And we'll probably have to. extend additional latitude to through probably through at least the voice vote, I'm guessing, uh, to allow Ray to do
1: some of the things that he currently can't do without a vote by the trustees. Yeah, I think a, a resolution that would allow us to uh, proceed with paying the, the, the bills outside of a, a capital expenditure, let's say, uh, can be done. And uh, what I would do is confer with uh, Mr. Porter before we do it, so he signs off as he as he normally does, but I think that's a good idea uh, for us to construct something like that.
7: Is there anything else, Ray, that that you think uh, in the short term? Like I said, I mean, we know what the parameters are today, but they could change tomorrow, just like they changed from two days ago. And so, I think we have to anticipate that there may be additional changes and/or restrictions as to. Uh, how or when we meet, and um, it might be a better idea for us to kind of anticipate that now. Uh, is there anything else that you think that we might need to pass as it relates to a, uh, a resolution or a voice vote that will allow us to uh, to uh, enable you to do the things necessary to continue to keep
1: the township running without necessarily a, vo- a vote by the trustees? boy i can't think of anything other than paying the bills tracy you know we have latitude to you know manage the staff um
4: i'm not most first. of our bills are operating bill uh we have po's for now for operations right you know so that they capital
1: right uh, but i think it'd be nice anything. even with a motion today to give us the latitude that way we don't have to struggle with all the things that tom's mentioning and he's right. I, I don't know. D- did you listen into AG's phone call last night? I,
2: I tried and it was full. I couldn't access it. Okay. I will say the directive that the Attorney General issued last week suggested that in times of emergency, electronic meetings do appear to be permitted based on the uh, health director's orders but frankly his opinion it looked quickly written and long and it it kind of went both ways okay. too so i don't know if he'll be issuing clarification on that there is a proposed bill in the state legislature filed yesterday which would enable public meetings during times of emergency but i don't know if they can meet to approve it if they're inclined to do it right now because they'd be a crowd of more than fifty people um i I don't know if there was an exception for them to meet in some way um so uh, i I think it is prudent to plan ahead for this it it seems we can probably meet electronically and and worst case frankly there's there's some protocols we could do if if we need to strictly comply with ohio law which for the public's reference also does require that any deliberation or actual vote by trustees has to occur in an in-person meeting currently although the attorney general again seems to say that's suspended but if we have to do it heck we can all get together in the parking lot and stand at a distance and shout from our car windows to vote if we need to at some point if there's some emergency as long as we tell the public as long as we tell the public right and we can have the camera running i suppose uh... we can have a car rally or something there to do that but uh, i think mr Weedman is correct we need to give you some authority at least at least in the the short to medium term to do some of that and And I would suggest perhaps a a protocol, though, in addition to to sharing it with Mr. Porter and conferring with him, perhaps if if the trustees are given in advance a list of checks, as we've done now before the meeting, I I would move that we authorize Mr. Warwick in consultation with the fiscal officer to pay bills uh, during the next three months using the following procedure. Uh, Mr. Warwick or his staff will circulate a list of the checks to be paid to the trustees by email and request that the trustees notify him if there is any check they feel should not be paid and if any trustee notifies the administrator that there is a check that should not be paid that check should be pulled from the run but all others to which there is no objection by a trustee should be paid without need for further vote.
0: Second.
2: Tom, um, does that address your concern? Yeah, I'm good, I'm, I'm good with that. I think that, that gives them the necessary latitude. We just, we don't really know what we're going to going see in the next week or three weeks. So, uh, it's, I think it's best to, to uh, address this today. So, I, I like that. I think it's good. Okay. And I, and I think that's consistent with Ohio law, and our law director can chime in later and let us know if it's not. But I think during the time of this emergency, that's a, a prudent way to approach it. Mr.
1: James? Aye. Mr. LaBarber?
0: Aye. to work, anything else?
1: I can't think of anything else.
0: I, I, so
7: I, I guess the other, the other thing that we, I'd like to address is the, the April meetings and for us to maybe figure out how to set up a uh, electronic meetings in the event that we have uh, uh, new parameters put in place by by the uh, by the health department as to what we can and cannot do. So, um, Ray, I don't know if you, I think you, you were exploring this option um, do we have the ability to, to, to have our meetings done electronically in the same fashion that we're doing today uh, uh, where we live stream it or uh, through something like uh, I think uh, that meeting or are, one of those other uh, uh, vehicles that we can use on, online so that people, so the public can also see what's going on at the same time?
1: Yes. It, it, there's uh, a few options. That we've talked about, and uh, we can be prepared to do that.
0: Okay. Tom, anything
2: else? Uh, just one other thing to raise as a consideration going forward in the coming months—not an immediate concern, but a, a substantial chunk of the township's revenues come from the four JEDs districts, where we receive income taxes that are paid through the municipalities we partnered with, and I think that money is probably going to drop down a bit in the next few quarters based on what we're seeing with people hunkering down restaurants closing and so forth so we do need to be taking that into consideration Mr. Porter might want to take a look at the budget and just see if there's anything in there um, that we need to consider in our next meetings as to whether there's anything we need to defer or take care of or anticipate because of that because we could be
1: looking at a revenue hit there and we need to be looking ahead for that yeah we'll do a, a Re- reconciliation and accounting of the JEDs as it sits right now all four of them have reserves uh, but yeah we'll take a look at what uh, what typically uh, well what we have budgeted to come out of those JEDs to support the uh, the expense budgets of the various departments and see what effect that has if we took the uh, inflows down by 15% or 20% I, I, my guess is we'll be okay but We'll do that exercise mm-hmm. great that's all I had for this meeting
0: Mr. Weidman anything else no,
2: okay. well I, I actually wait let, let me follow up on what Mr. Weidman was saying though about remote meetings. should we make some decision now perhaps just giving Mr. Warwick discretion to make the arrangements and decisions necessary for our next meetings as currently scheduled and if need be to combine the workshop and evening meeting set for the beginning of April in one meeting if that makes sense I, I think that makes sense also yeah then I, I would I would so move
0: A second I'll second that That's...
6: Mr. James aye Mr. LaBarber aye
3: since we were talking about revenue uh, I have been tracking all of the expense that we've had to, to use on this Corona virus in case there's any federal refund you know any federal assistance that's going to come to us that we can uh, try to recoup
1: some which we back. think there's going to be uh, tracy yeah. we need to do the same thing
2: good and, uh, let me mention for the public as well you mentioned to us before the meeting you put an app together for tracking uh,
3: symptoms for people are you going to be using that in the field as well uh, just for gatherings like this Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, for, for well, the public, what what you if you're referring to like a patient thing? Yeah, we do that anyway. Okay, with our run report.
2: Uh, for the public's reference, Chief Penny is very tech tech savvy, as is his staff, and uh, he's very good at putting back-end systems together to help manage the department. So you're always impressive in what you do there.
3: Thank you.
0: Thank you. <laughs> anything else? Anybody has a comment? Nothing. Anything else? No, I, 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 that's all. Motion to adjourn.
2: Second all in favor aye Aye.